Now let's go into a little bit of a different subject. Ordinarily, I do a gardening section each week, and this is sort of going to be a gardening section, except it's going to be the advantages of some of the food you grow in your garden. We're going to talk a little bit, maybe I always say this each week, maybe more than you want to know about the advantages of fermenting your foods. Historically, the fermentation technique was used as a way to preserve foods and drinks long before the days of refrigeration. During the process of fermentation, microorganisms such as bacteria, yeast, and fungi convert organic compounds such as sugars and starch into alcohols and or acids. For example, starches and sugars in vegetables and fruits are converted to lactic acid and this lactic acid acts as a natural preservative. Fermentation can produce quite distinctive, strong, slightly sour flavors. But the good news is the consumption of foods and drinks that have undergone fermentation contain benefits to health that stretch way beyond just the idea that you've preserved the food to make it safe. The transformation of the sugars and starches enhances the natural beneficial bacterias in the food. These bacterias, now we've started using the word probiotics, which has been around a while, but we didn't used to say that. Easier to say good bacteria are, are helpful in a multitude of health issues, especially in your digestive health. First, let me bring up a lot of people. As soon as they hear the word bacteria, they always think of bad things. Okay, but the bacteria that live in your guts or our guts are essential. They help with digestion, absorption, and assimilation of your nutrients. Plus, they play a role in the function of our immune system. There are, there are bad bacteria that also reside in the gut and the challenge is achieving the right balance between the two. When the balance is shifted in favor of the bad guys, symptoms may rise such as bloating and diarrhea and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's a state in which the gut flora is just out of balance. Modern diets high in all these refined sugars and stuff and chemistries they put in the food is stressful. It's hard on us and can contribute to, the fancy word is dysbiosis, by feeding the bad bacteria, enabling them to get ahead of the good guys, to flourish. Eliminating refined, high-sugar foods. I don't eat any unless it's a mistake. And including probiotic fermented foods is there to bring your gut back into balance and support your entire immune system. And a little note right here. Did you know, on average, a total of about a trillion bacteria live inside a good, healthy digestive system of an adult? The total weight of those bacteria in your body is around four pounds. Fermented foods are rich in probiotic bacteria, so by consuming fermented foods, you are adding beneficial, that's the good guys, bacteria and enzymes to your overall intestinal flora, increasing the health of your gut, microbiome, and digestive system while enhancing your immune system. As some of the sugars and starches in food have been broken down through the process, fermented foods are easier to digest. For example, Fermentation breaks down the lactose in milk to a much simpler sugar, more like a glucose or a glulactose, which 
If you happen to be lactose intolerant, and I have a couple of my family members, including my daughter, which is, it makes those products such as yogurt and cheese potentially easier for her to digest. At the same time, fermentation can also increase the availability of a number of vitamins and minerals for our bodies to absorb. Additionally, by boosting the beneficial bacteria in your gut, you're promoting their ability to manufacture B vitamins, sometimes a little hard to come by, folks, and to synthesize things like vitamin K. A large portion of the immune system is housed in your gut, in your gut as you can imagine. By consuming probiotic-rich foods, you're supporting the mucosa, fancy word for your gut linings, as a natural barrier, making the immune system more robust. A lack of beneficial bacteria allows disease-causing microbes to grow, causing the inflammation of your gut wall. If you have recently taken a course of antibiotics, this is a great time to, to eat fermented food. The probiotics in those foods are particularly helpful to your system. Although a lot of us have never even been taught or maybe don't know about it, some natural compounds that interfere with the absorption of nutrients can be removed by fermentation. Phytic acid, for example, which is found in legumes and seeds, binds minerals such as iron and zinc, reducing their absorption when we eat them. However, phytic acid can be broken down during fermentation, so these minerals become available to your body. And here's something I didn't even know about, or at least I was never taught it. But it makes sense. The gut and the brain are linked. It's, it's through the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. They'll only say that once. HPA is the, the, the short here. Technically called the enteric nervous system, the gut is lined with neurons that can influence our emotions and our feelings. Serotonin, we've all talked about that, I think, or at least most of us, a neurotransmitter involved in mood is made in the gut and research shows that as probiotic bacteria contribute to a healthy gut, they are also linked to a healthy mind. The bacteria in our guts are not something that we usually sit around and think about. Yet, research shows they fulfill a number of truly vital functions. The links between fermented foods, gut bacteria, and how they affect our physical and mental health really, really should get a little bit more attention. We've just never been taught. We've never ever been, I haven't at least been associated with it until I started learning about it because I love to make my sauerkrauts and my kefirs and my other fermented foods. Now let's talk for just a minute about what fermented foods are best for you and really how you ought to keep them. Fermented foods are best kept in the refrigerator and be aware of buying those straight from the shelf at a supermarket. Why? Because if it's not in the fridge, it's been heat treated and sometimes pasteurized and the pasteurization destroys the naturally occurring probiotics, which is part of the reason we're eating fermented foods. Watch your choice of yogurts and kombucha also, because there a lot of times, uh, yogurts especially, are packed with sugar, high fructose corn syrup, artificial sweeteners. What they do is they take a perfectly good healthy food and then proceed to ruin it for you. And here's another little piece of food for thought. Taking a probiotic supplement is really popular these days. But most of the time, they're a waste of time and money as 
a good number of the bacteria that you're wanting just cannot survive the transit manufacturing practices and the heat damage that they go through to make them available to you. Strains of lactobacillus and bifidobacterium bacteria are the most commonly used as they can survive the passage through the digestive system to the gut, including the highly acidic conditions of the stomach, but usually don't survive becoming a commercial probiotic supplement. Also, there's often confusion over the difference between pickled foods and fermented ones. Pickles like the ones you buy in the supermarket are preserved in an acidic liquid. It's almost always vinegar. Although vinegar is a product of fermentation, the pickles themselves are not fermented, and they do not offer near the same health benefits of truly fermented vegetables. So what's the answer? With just a little patience, the answer is fermenting at home. Just save your pennies and make your own fermented foods. It's so easy. And there's such a great backup when there's no fresh veggies in the fridge or you don't have much time to cook. Do choose your vegetables carefully. Make sure they're fresh, they're local, and especially if you're going to ferment them, buy them organic. Spend a little bit of extra, as your ferment will be only as good as the ingredients you're using, folks. If you're using chemically laden vegetables, they're going to be in your in your fermented foods. You can ferment any vegetable, but some work a lot better than the others. The ones I always start with, have them in my fridge right now. It's cabbage is easy, radishes, carrots, turnips. As a little sweet, sweet, sour difference, apples work great and so do beets. The fermentation process gets kind of a distinctive sour flavor, but you just have to work with it till you get the the kind of flavor that, that you like. Do include, if you get a chance, this kind of enhances it a lot, some prebiotic, already rich foods. This is a surprise to most people. Onions, asparagus, leeks, and artichokes. They are fiber-rich foods, and they feed the good bacteria as they ferment and in your own gut. One of the fermented foods I use literally every week since I have a a thing about making my own breads and, and pastas and things is just good sourdough. You don't have to have anything special. Go and buy some good, I, I, there's some in the organic markets they call strong white flour, but just a good white flour, good, any flour will do almost. Some give you different flavors, some of the barleys and things, but you can go learn that. I won't try to do a recipe on the radio show. I'll just give you a general idea that you start it Okay, you, you let it sit around for a few hours in a nice, something a little bit warm. You know, you don't want it in 68 degree air conditioning. And then stick a top on it, set it aside for about a day. And then for the next week, roughly, I do a, a week, you will need to feed the guy. And, and you can go through that with any of the recipes you find. They will give you a source of how you feed it. You take a little bit out, you put a little bit in, and you whisk it all together. And you'll start to see it bubble up. It may take a day or two, but when it starts bubbling, you'll get that really yeasty. That, that You'll know what it's going on. You won't have to ask anybody. Sometimes they're better than others. The starter I have now, I started about two months ago. And, and the first time I wasn't uh, as happy with it, but now it's uh, once I do as long as I need it, then I just stick it in the refrigerator till I want to use it. And when I need more, I bring that out, warm it up and add, uh, feed it again. Then it can go on with very little work, a few minutes a week. 
and you can have starter. And if you haven't mixed sourdough in with your regular recipes, whatever you're making, I happen to make buns out of it in. I make tortillas out of it. And one of them is naan, which is one of my favorite, easiest breads on earth to make. It's like three ingredients and a little bit of time. So anyway, hope you learned a bit about fermentation. The one thing I do want you to realize, it is is a really healthy form of food. You can always have it around. It's always a good source of probiotics, and it's really good for your digestive system. Thanks for staying tuned. Organic Magic.